You're listening to Touch the Line Podcast. Focused on leadership, culture, and building a team. Here's your host, Evan Silver. Welcome to Touch the Line. Today we have a friend of mine and an employee of Silver Salon, Madison Waterman. She's been, how long have you been with us? Um, six years in October this six year. Six years. And so we've been a, a company for nine years. So I wanted to bring her on the show today because she's had a lot of transition the past year and we've worked through that. And this is why I started this podcast is to help people navigate situations through leadership, culture, and team building and all that stuff. So Madison, give us a quick snapshot of who you are and how you chose this industry and how you got here today. Okay. So I graduated cosmetology school at 19. Um, I went to work at another salon for about a year and a half before I was hired at um, Silver Salon. And throughout that year, I was booth rent. I lost about $7,000. Whoa, hang on. You lost $7,000 your first year. Yes. And being the smart businesswoman that I am, (laughs) I didn't know that until I sat down to do my taxes. And he, he told me all this. And I was like, okay, well, here's where we are. I, what I was missing now that I've been, you know, doing what I've been doing for over six years, what I was missing was leadership my first year. I didn't um, I didn't have a certain person that I could go to and ask for help or ask a question or ask, you know, what's going to happen if I put this color on their hair? I didn't right. have that. Um, so I was winging it. I was watching videos. I was, I mean, I feel like I was hustling. I was doing what I felt like I needed to do. I was on social media, um, but it just still wasn't clicking. So I had a very like, I had a prayer journal. And every day I would just like pray like, God, is this what I need to be doing? Is this what, do I need to do hair? Do I need to do something else? Like, do I need to go back to college? Like, what do I need to be doing? And the funny thing that you and Aaron don't even know is Silver Slime was one of the last places that I applied to. What? (laughs) Yeah. The reason for that is I was kind of in my head. I thought like walk-ins, those types of things were what was important. And the location of Silver Slime kind of, put me back a little bit. We don't, we don't want people just walking back. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But I didn't know that. So I had this portfolio that I made um, and I spent a long time on it. I should have brought it with me today. Um, But it was basically a scrapbook of all the hair that I've done. And it was the only one that I had. And I would, I brought it to Erin and I walked in and I left it with her. And I was like, I'm Madison. This is my resume. This is my portfolio. Call me back if you want to. Erin <laughs> laughs now and says that I tricked her into hiring me because she had to call me back to give me my portfolio back. So that was, I mean, that was where it started. And then after I had my first interview with Erin, we sat down and had coffee and it was so just lax. Like she asked me, you know, why I was leaving where I was leaving, why I wanted to come there, all the things. And she pitched to me the associate program, which I had never heard about before. I wasn't taught about that in cosmetology school. And my main concern, which is hilarious now, was keeping my clientele, which was probably, I don't know, 15 people maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, So that was my main concern. And so Erin told me, she said, you go home and you talk this out with your husband and I'll go home and I'll talk this out with my husband and we'll we'll reconnect. So when we reconnected, she... um, 
she said, how about you work with me, you know, these three days and you have these two days on your own. And that to me was just perfect. And then that was, that was where it all began. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. What did leadership look like when, like, what were some of the key things that you saw when you started working at Silver Salon? Oh my goodness. Um, so there were five of us back then, which is kind of funny too. Um, leadership from Aaron was something that I had never experienced before. Um, she was she tested me on a daily basis, like randomly, you know, like when we're mixing up a glaze, like why why would I choose this glaze? Why would I do this? Like she tested me. Um, but Jordan actually, um, my husband came in to get his hair cut. And I didn't really necessarily know how to do what he was asking. And I don't know if Jordan was done for the day. I don't, our hours were different back then, but she stood there for an hour and she walked me through those haircuts. And so it was like my leader was Aaron, but leadership was coming from all of the girls also that worked there. And that was different for me too, because that wasn't the culture that I was in before. That's really good. So, I I didn't know that story. Yeah, she Jordan probably doesn't even remember to be honest. <laughs> yeah, she does it on a daily basis. So she was like, "Oh yeah, that's, why would you leave and not help someone?" Yeah. So what what do you look for in a leader? Um, my my biggest thing I feel like I look for is just somebody that will listen, and even if and I try to be that for my associate now is like, there's some things she's gone through that I don't have the answer for. Right. I, I don't necessarily know the right thing to say, but she knows that she can call me anytime. We talked on the phone for an hour last night, like, and not chatting up like friends, but she knows that like, I'm always going to be there. I'm going to listen to her. Um, I, I try to give the best advice that I can. Um, but sometimes I think just being a good, being a good leader is just being a listener. Yes. To me. I, I heard someone say, being a leader is asking someone how they're doing and then actually listening. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, yeah. Because we say, hey, how are you doing? And just move on. We have a lead team. And I don't I don't want to use this episode to go into all the details of our lead team. We'll use that for another episode. So we have a lead team. We are structured as a team from the top to bottom. So the lead team helps Aaron and I navigate the company. Because if it's just up to me making decisions or Aaron making decisions, we're more liable to make bad decisions. But when you bring four or five people around the table, you're less likely to make a bad decision. So you were a part of that. And then you just recently stepped off the lead team, which everyone would look at as, oh, you're downgrading. (laughs) But I feel like you have upgraded. You stepped down from a leadership, I'm putting air quotes, of um, a title. You're still a leader because when you come into our company and you have these people in your company as well, if you're listening, they can come in and they're they're the thermostat. They set the temperature. You have people who are thermometers and they they will um, see what the temperature is and go to that. Madison is a thermostat. When you come into our company, you could come in at 50% and the culture will go to 50%. You could come in at 100% and it goes. So that's how you can tell if you have a leader in your company is they dictate the temperature of the room. With that, why did, tell me, walk us through why you stepped off 
the lead team? I, I, without like telling, I feel like the entire story and taking up all of our time. I'd been thinking about it for a little while. Um, I try to be very disciplined, like with the time that I spend with my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and because me and my husband, we don't have opposite schedules anymore, but they are a li- they, they're a little off kilter. Um, so we have to be very intentional about our time. And so Mondays are my days with my daughter, like no matter what. Like today, we're here on a Monday. I'm off tomorrow, so I'll keep her home from school tomorrow. And we'll spend the day together and just do whatever she wants to do. I felt like in my brain, I was constantly not, like being pulled to different places. Um, but I felt that that also was on me. I felt like if I missed time with her, I had to make it up. And sometimes I didn't have I didn't have the time to make it up, if that made sense. Like yeah. if I didn't have Tuesday off the next day. So I was feeling like I was carrying a lot on my shoulders. And I was actually, I was listening to Holly Furtick talk. She was just talking about how we, you know, we were so busy. We're so busy all the time. And I was actually working out <laughs> and listening to her. And I was like, had my weights in my hands. And I just like, I dropped them. And I just felt like God just like was sitting in front of me. And looking me in the face saying, you don't have to do it all. Like, you don't have to. You think you have to, but you don't. And so I literally, like, I left the room. I took my AirPods out. I went straight to my husband. I'm, like, bawling my eyes out. And I'm, like, you won't believe what God just told me. And he's, like, I've been telling you that, like, this whole time. (laughs) Like, and I was, like, but you won't believe. Once I consoled myself, I immediately reached out to you and Aaron because I just, I had peace about it. And I knew that that was the exact moment that I knew that it was time just to make that decision fully because I was kind of, I was I was on I was on the fence for a little while I didn't want to make the wrong decision I didn't want to let anybody down so when you told Aaron and I what in your mind how did you think we were going to respond I don't think I necessarily thought that you guys would be upset with me but I I definitely wondered um if I would still be able to be an educator if I would I guess I think that was my main thing was like I wanted to be an educator um, because I I really am passionate about that and just having that role. But what um, like I was telling you a second ago that we um, our lead team is all of our educators. And I don't really think that's on purpose. It's just where we're at in our careers. So I, I worried that separating myself from one would be separating myself from the other. And I didn't know how that conversation would go. Yeah. Yeah, and what if you're wondering, we we celebrated Madison stepping off. Like we we had everyone thank her. We talked about it in the monthly team meeting because our vision for our staff is for them to win at home before they win at work. Because you get a totally different person when they're winning at home when they come through that back door, front door of your company with when they come to, whenever they come to work. But they can win at home then they can, they'll win at work. I think that's just an an awesome thing that you stepped down. So tell me about what life is like now. I mean, was, do you feel like that was a great decision? I do. Um, I miss my friends. (laughs) So, I mean, not, not that I don't see them at work, but I, I I miss parts of being on the lead team. I, I really enjoyed just being with, being with you guys. Um, but I feel like with Natalie, um, which is my associate, I feel like it has opened a lot of doors for she and I. Um, and she may feel this way. I feel like she probably would, that we um, 
we've connected more and that I've been on my game a lot more with her. And I've been talking things out with her more because I feel like I freed up some space to do that. Even like when we're behind the chair, instead of just mixing up something and handing it to her, I'm like, this is X, Y, and Z. And this is why I did this kind of thing. So I feel like I freed up space to do that with her. I love that. And another thing that we did, it was last year, we had lead team expectations. So this is really great. If you're thinking about bringing someone into a leadership position, give them expectations. Because we, I mean, we gave you expectations. You knew what those expectations were. And when you got, when you got to the point where you're like, I can't do this because you knew what the expectations were. Mm-hmm. If you don't have expectations, then people, they don't know <laughs> what's expected of them. So you knew this was a a, a big thing. Right. And, th- and this is a seasonal thing. You know, mm-hmm. as soon as you're wanting to come back onto the lead team, like there's an open chair mm-hmm. there. So this isn't like shut the door. But I definitely wanted to bring you on and talk about, if you're listening to this podcast or if you're watching it, you you have to say, sometimes you have to say no to the good things and say yes to the great things. No to the good things was you stepping off the lead team. You said yes to being a better, a better mother to your child. And a mentor of mine just told me this last week that we have a table. We're actually sitting at the table. So let's just say that there's Skittles being dumped on this table. And I've used this analogy, but I'm going to switch it up a little bit. You like the green Skittles. So you need to pull, you're sitting there grabbing all the green Skittles. Well, Skittles are going to keep pouring onto the table. You're going to have to eventually push off some of the other Skittles to get the green Skittles. That analogy, you basically said, I can't do the lead team right now. I'm going to push those Skittles off Mm -hmm. so I can grab these green Skittles that might be you being a mom and a wife and you being uh, an educator. Those are the things that mean most to me right now. So you step down off the lead team. I think culturally, I think we got to a point in our culture where we had our lead team and we had our staff. And mm-hmm. it was, it's not, I wouldn't say it was divided, but I think there was like, oh, that's the lead team. And I think you stepping off kind of brought that gap even smaller. Oh, yeah. 100%. And it, yeah. And you stepped off and be like, hey, I'm stepping off the lead team. And now you can kind of fill in that gap. Someone who's listening to this right now, and they might be overwhelmed, maybe in a leadership position, or they might just be overwhelmed in life in general. What what are some advice? What's some advice you would give someone? Um. So, my whole well, this is not just as an employee of Silver Salon, but just my whole life. Like, I never want to let anybody down. So, I always want to carry everything for everybody. Um, and you just you can't do that. So I um, I was at, like, a fork in the road. I feel like I had to figure out what was most important to me and what um, what filled me up the most. And what fills me up is being an educator, um, being a good wife to my husband, and being, like, the best mom that I can be for my daughter and being present when I'm with her. Because I think that was what I struggled with the most is that I was, like, trying to keep up with— um, trying to keep up with Slack, which I don't even know if we had Slack then. It was probably GroupMe. But trying to keep up with GroupMe, um, trying to keep up with social media, trying to keep up with text from other staff members or text from you guys. And I wasn't I wasn't present when I was with her. So in turn made me feel like I didn't have enough time with her 
when looking back, like that was the issue was that I wasn't present when I was with her. It wasn't that I didn't have enough time with her, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. And you you've changed our 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 culture a little bit, our our what did I say, our systems mm-hmm. because we went to Slack because of you. Because mm-hmm. group me was just it's like a shotgun approach. You get a million notifications. Well, with Slack, you can break it up into different groups where, you know, if you're, if this group is blowing up, you're not getting all those notifications. Um, and then we switched up our interview process of where we used to interview people and we'd ask the lead team, Hey, can everyone do this date? And now we have it broken down where two of our lead team, you're responsible for the next interview. Give me some dates that you're available. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you going through that season actually helped our company and, you know, the the best thing is that it helped you be a better version of yourself. That's one of our core values in our company is to be a better version of yourself every day. I just wanted to bring you on the podcast because I think somebody's listening right now and they're going, oh my gosh, I need to step down from X because where I can be, it might be to be a better employee or to be a better mom or dad or whatever it is because our society and our culture is so quick and it's so fast and people are like, Oh, I got to do this X, Y, and Z. And I've learned the hard way. You can't do that because I'm, you know, there's sometimes I'll pull out my computer or my phone to work while after dinner. And I'm like, what, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's why I get up early in the morning is where I can do all that stuff. And then when the kids get up, I can be present with them. Yeah. When you um, sent us Right Now Media, I think it was Right Now Media at work, I listened to this lady, and oh my gosh, I wish I could remember her name right now. But she said it was about it was about mothers and, and learning what I'm learning right now. And she had a Bible verse, and she said that it the Bible verse was, I'm doing a great work right now, and I cannot come down. And I don't want to get emotional. Don't cry, because um, I'm going to cry. But that was kind of how I felt like to to be a mom, like I'm doing a great work right now and I can't I can't step away. And so that was like I was like, oh, my gosh, I have a screenshot on my phone like it should be my background because all the time when I feel like I'm not focused, when I feel like I'm got my mind in like all these different places, I'm like, I'm doing a great work right now and I cannot come down. And it's just like. That's, that's so it's good. Crazy. I, we're just going to end the podcast right <laughs> because I just want to thank you for being vulnerable, being transparent, and thank you for being the better version of yourself for your daughter and your husband, because it, you come back, you, you're a better employee because of that. And that's not the goal is to make you a better employee. You know, you got to win at home. And when you win at home, you can win at work. So thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Touch the Line Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel wherever you're listening.